right. There they go, Jeff and Chris. It's only an hour today right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered, and now it's time for Trey and BK, the award-winning Trey and BK, which you can catch every weekday from 12 to 1 right here on TSU. We'll be talking plenty of Super Bowl 58. We'll talk a little Texas basketball. Big win for the Longhorns over the weekend. And also we'll wrap up the show with where are we at in society like we always do. How was your weekend, brother? It was a really good mix of uh, self-serving things and family time. And yes, getting invited to another Super Bowl party last night, BK. I did attend a Super Bowl party here at my house. My wife and kids did invite me to watch the game with them. And I did. So Super Bowl party number three in my 46 years on this planet is in the books. Dude, you are such a loser. Oh, my God. You're claiming your own house as a Super Bowl party? That's been all three. Yes, I've got to count. We've got to start counting these things somewhere if this is the only option for me. Oh, my God. So all three Super Bowl parties that you've attended in your life have been at your own house with only your own family. One of them, we had other people from the neighborhood over, and Kevin attended that one. So you've had yes, one all Super three Bowl been, party. been at our house, and two of them have just been with the Justine and the kids. That's tough. You've hosted one Super Bowl party in your life, and you've been invited to zero in your life. Correct. Goodness gracious. I did do a uh, dip swap. With is that just making out with your wife? No, <laughs> it's making out with our buddy Ike of Domino's fame. We met at Ike's Love and Sandwiches yesterday to do a dip swap. He has this smoked queso. Holy shit, this stuff is good. And I uh had Justine make a batch of her famous uh Mrs. Ellings buffalo chicken dip, so we swapped some queso for some buffalo chicken dip. But y'all didn't attend each other's parties. Didn't attend one another's parties. I don't know whose party Ike was at, or maybe he was just throwing his own party that I didn't get invited to. It'd be par for the course. Yeah. Congrats to you, by the way, because we did the squares bit with Ike and uh, Texas Sports Unfiltered, which I'm assuming is uh, code for Brad Kellner, won the first quarter. Not me. No? No, it was one of my buddies. One of my best friends texted me yesterday morning. He's like, do you know anybody doing squares? And I'm like, yeah, I think I do. And I texted Ike. I was like, hey, you still doing squares? And he said, yep. I was like, I got a buddy who wants three of them. And sure enough, it's the random guy that nobody knows who always wins the squares. And that's what it was. You actually met this guy, Brandon. He went with us to the WNBA game in San Antonio. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I lost for Top Golf. Yeah, yeah. Used to, uh, no longer, but used to work at Top Golf. Um, yes, yeah, one of my best friends from college growing up, the whole shebang. Yeah, he texted me yesterday and I, I set that whole thing up. So, uh, no, I did not play squares. I did not win money. I wish that was my money, but instead, I'm just the middleman passing the money along from Ike to my friend. And I assume we're not going to count the, uh, the bet that was made in haste and you didn't really agree to the terms. So it doesn't matter that if the Chiefs win, you had to go out on a date with a sex doll made in your likeness. You know, if you won a square, I would have said, spend that square money on that sex doll and I will absolutely do it. But (laughs) remembering back at how expensive those life-size sex dolls were, it just, it it doesn't feel fair for 
any of us to make that happen. That's ridiculous how much those things cost. It is true. Ooh, that's a painful, a painful square to be on Longhorn Bear. Coworker, first time she played squares and she had nine and nine, which of course is how the game ended after the fourth quarter. But that final square payout isn't for the end of the fourth quarter. It's for the end of the game. Brutal. Yeah, that's what happens when I play squares. I get shitty numbers like that, which is why I don't play them anymore. Although five and two, if you got that before the game, you're like, this sucks. I'm not winning anything. And then boom, there's your final right there. 25 to 22. It took overtime to get there. And uh, well, they don't call it undertime, Trey. The game-winning touchdown by the Chiefs actually gave the game the over, hilariously enough. Wow. Yep, 25-22. The Chiefs get the win, their third title in the last five years, their fourth Super Bowl in franchise history. I think everybody knows this by now, but they became the first team to repeat as Super Bowl champs since the Patriots in 03 and 04. And you can now use the D word. When talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, they are a dynasty, Trey. And I don't know when it's going to stop because as long as they have number 15 playing quarterback, they are always going to be in the mix. Yep, I had to learn that the hard way this postseason to stop betting against Pat Mahomes. And uh, I'm done doing so. I don't care if they look like absolute dog shit during the course of the regular season, which was kind of the case at times, even though they did win another division crown when it was all said and done. When the lights are brightest. Pat Mahomes and that team understand exactly what they need to do. And yeah, we do have that ne next great sports dynasty. in an interesting year for the NFL because it was peak parity in a lot of ways where you had so many teams right around 500, one game or the other, or one game up or one game down because we don't actually have an even number of games anymore. And the Chiefs did seem like they were a little bit down for what we've become accustomed to over these last six years now. But in the end, they know exactly how to get the job done. Even reading stories today, the 49ers didn't realize that they had changed the overtime rules in playoff to where both teams get the ball regardless of whether the first team scores a touchdown. Guess what team did know? exactly how that was going to play out just in terms of what the rules were. And they also had a game plan for how to hand handle that. Had they won the coin toss too, the fucking Kansas city chiefs. So look, ultimately this whole thing begins with Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid too. You need to give him a ton of credit for this. And uh, just that, that team really rallying around them, the defense uh, being good enough last night, they played far from their best game uh, because they have been a really good defense throughout the course of the year, but they also really buckled down in the second half of this game too. And, uh, yeah. and I uh, really kept San Francisco from adding points to the board. Yeah. I think you throw the credit around everywhere for the Kansas city chiefs, right? I mean, Mahomes was obviously amazing in that drive in overtime. He was eight for eight passing for 42 yards, two carries for 27 yards. So the chiefs had 75 yards on that final drive that won them the super bowl. Mahomes provided 69 of them. Very nice. And, of course, the game-winning touchdown at the end to Miko Hardman. Incredible. I mean, that guy stepped up. Obviously, the game-tying drive at the end of regulation and then the game-winning drive in overtime. That guy got the job done. That's the scariest part about this Chiefs team is, like, for Mahomes' first four or five years in the league, all you needed was the defense to be average, right? It's like, oh, this offense is so good with Tyreek and Kelsey and Mahomes. And it's like, as long as they have an average defense, they have a chance to compete with uh, for Super Bowls. Well, guess what? They had the best defense in football this year. 
Yeah, like their offense struggled a lot. That was a huge talking point during the regular season. I know people have kind of brushed that to the side because of how good Mahomes and Kelsey and company were in the playoffs. But uh, during the regular season, it's the defense that carried them to a division title. And like you said, the defense stepped up in some huge spots all throughout this playoff run, including yesterday. And that's that's what makes this team even scarier, right? Like not only do you have Mahomes coming back, Andy Reid basically said he's coming back. Travis Kelsey basically said he's coming back. That defense is young. Like Chris Jones is a free agent. They've got to pay him, and he's the best free agent out there right now, so he's going to cost an arm and a leg. But Kansas City, if they're smart, and I think they're smart, they'll find a way to keep that dude in KC. But a lot of those great players, especially in the secondary, are young guys that are under contract for multiple years in the future. That's what really, I mean, obviously Mahomes is a straw that stirs the drink, but the fact that you've got him combined with that defense and most of those guys are returning for at least one more year, that's uh, it feels foolish to me that Kansas City is not the favorites to win it all next year. They're number two behind San Francisco, and I think it's because you know no one's ever three-peated, so it's like, ah, you know, there's no way. But shit, picking anybody else that's not named Kansas City right now almost feels silly considering what that team is has been doing need to give some credit to Brock Purdy on the San Francisco side I thought Kansas City would win maybe even going away because we would see a sloppy Brock Purdy that was costing in teams his team in ways that really hasn't come up to uh to bite them throughout the postseason he was sharp early on he was 49ers best player on offense early and uh the Chiefs defense did ultimately settle in his numbers not totally pedestrian, but he didn't make the plays that he needed to down the stretch for this team to win that game either. So, you know, we talked about the difference all last week, going back a couple of weeks at quarterback and Pat Mahomes versus uh, Brock Purdy. For those who think that uh, Brock Purdy is a pile of garbage, like clearly he has proven throughout this postseason, he is not that. But see him come out strong uh, yesterday. I, I like to see that for Brock Purdy. I don't want to see guys fail necessarily. It was it was cool to see him on top of his game really helping the 49ers to establish that early lead. Yeah, I think Brock Purdy played great, all things considered. Now, he wasn't as good as Mahomes, but nobody expected him to be as good yeah. as Mahomes. Like, I thought he played a hell of a game. The fact that he didn't turn it over is huge. And the Niners didn't lose that game because of Brock Purdy. Yeah. They had a bad fumble by McCaffrey in the red zone. Obviously, the muffed punt, which was just a little bit of bad luck, honestly, for San Francisco. Uh, that was costly for them, too. They had some dumb penalties that weren't committed by Brock Purdy that cost them. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy, if you're listing the reasons why San Francisco lost that game, you got to go a long way down that list to find Brock Purdy. I thought he did just about everything right. Of course, a couple of throws he'd like to have back, a couple of decisions he'd like to have back. But uh, for a young kid like that, second year in the league in the Super Bowl against a great defense and a battle-tested team and a guy who's entering the GOAT conversation as the quarterback you're going up against, uh, I thought Purdy, all things considered, did really well. We got to talk about Shanahan, though, man. Like, that's... Dude, I think he's a hell of a coach. I think everybody thinks he's a hell of a coach. But here's the reality of the situation, Trey. He's been a part of three Super Bowls. Two as a head coach, one as an offensive coordinator. His team has had a double-digit lead in all three of those games. And he is now 0-3. I don't think he coached a horrible game yesterday. But he had some bad moments. Obviously, the coin toss decision in overtime has been criticized to take the ball first, despite the changing of the playoff rules. The third quarter play calling has been crit uh, criticized a lot. By the way, I, I still think it's okay to take the ball first because you get the ball back 
teams score the same number of points. And at that point, it does become sudden death rules, doesn't it? It does. It does. So, yeah, like that's not as egregious of a decision as people are making it out to be. But But the fact that his team had no, no fucking clue what was going on, that's that's ultimately on him. Right. That is on him. And look, I didn't know. I was like. I was watching the game at a Super Bowl party. There were a lot of girls. I was doing some mansplaining yesterday. Oof. God, I hate But they were asking. I was like, God, I, I caught myself doing it. I'm like, shit, I'm so sorry for that. And they're like, no, we, we need this. Please, please help us. Um, and I was like telling them the rules about overtime. And then I'm like, oh, shit, no, disregard all of that. Like, both teams get the ball, actually. Like, this is totally – so I didn't know. But it's not a problem if I don't know. It's a problem when the players and the coaches on the team in the game – don't know what's yeah. happening. So I, I, I still disagree with the decision. Uh, I get Shanahan's logic and what you said makes sense. But to me, it's like college. You know, know what you need to do. Go on defense first. Let the other team do their thing. And Kansas City, after the game, basically said like, oh, no, we knew the rules. And if they scored a touchdown, we were going to score a touchdown and go for two anyways. So like they basically, yeah, they basically like said F you to Shanahan. Obviously, we never found out if that was the case or not because the Niners only kicked a field goal. But um, yeah, I mean, Shanahan's being criticized for that. The third quarter, Trey, this is where I think most Niners fans are mad with Kyle Shanahan. So the Niners had a lead at halftime. It was 10 to 3. Chiefs got the ball first. They kicked a field goal. It was 10 6. The Niners had three third quarter possessions, they had zero first downs. They ran nine plays. They went three and out three times. Eight of those nine plays were passes. Mm. That's the thing. It's like Christian McCaffrey's your best player, dude. Now, it's not, you know, I made the Steve Sarkeesian comparison earlier. It's not like McCaffrey was averaging seven or eight yards a carry in the first half towards like, dude, what the hell are you thinking? But still, he's the best running back in football. He's the best player on your team. You've got a young quarterback. You're playing with the lead. Your run game has been your strength all season long. Like, why? I have no idea why Shanahan tried so hard to throw the ball as often as he did in that third quarter. And then that's kind of when Kansas City came back into the game. They actually took a lead before San Francisco was able to respond. And if Kansas City's defense had a flaw this year, it was they weren't always great against the run, too. Now, they were good against the run last night. San Francisco still gets McCaffrey the ball, 30 total touches. Eight of those came on receptions. But, yeah, I completely agreed with that in the moment. It's like, why are they insisting on throwing it right here? Like, he's, it seems like he's getting a little bit too confident based on how well things were going early in this game versus making sure to utilize a guy who had an argument for league MVP this year and Christian McCaffrey. It's hard to say that getting 30 touches, but he probably needed 35 of giving those extra five in the third quarter. It likely means at least a couple of first downs because San Francisco's defense was completely gassed by the end of that game. They were toast. Nance and Romo were talking about it on the broadcast, just how badly they were sucking wind. That was the result of them having to go out there time and time again in the second. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Second half. 
without much of a break from their offense. Mm-hmm. You've got Elijah Mitchell too, who's a very good backup. Like Agreed. if you don't want to give McCaffrey the ball 35 to 40 times, okay, like give Mitchell five, seven, eight carries in the game yesterday. Like more than he got. Run it with Debo a little bit more. He got three carries, but I would have probably tried to find a way to give him a few more carries yesterday. Um yeah, it's just I know I know Debo uh came up lame at some point in the second half. Was that third or fourth quarter though? I'm trying to remember when that was exactly. I think it was third because he was back on the back on the court, uh thinking basketball, back on the field in the fourth. Right. Okay. So uh, that, that's maybe more of a reason to to try and run the football at that point. Again, maybe you are getting Mitchell in then, or maybe you're getting him in a little bit more later in the game. But yeah, that was that was probably something that I don't know if he admits that to the media. I'm guessing that's something that he wishes he could take back is how much they were throwing the ball in the third quarter. Yeah, that to me, that's overthinking, right? Like what, what I think that was from Shanahan is I've got Mahomes on the other sideline. I got to keep my foot on the gas. I got to make sure we're scoring. So I got to pass and not make my team think, oh, we're just trying to bleed clock and hoping to win. But it was overthinking it. It's like, dude, just yeah. do what you do. Like what got you here? What, what did, uh, the great Daryl Royal once say, like, dance with who brung you. You know, like, that's that's what you need to do. McCaffrey's the guy who got you here. Give him the rock. Run the football. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the thing I think that most – look, that's not what cost them the game. The two fumbles, the penalties, the mid- blocked extra point. Like, that's the shit that really did San Francisco in. If you want to criticize the coach for some of that stuff, fine. But to me, it wasn't the play calling that cost Shanahan. But that's that's the reputation, dude. That's what he has right now. I think he's one of the best coaches in football, but until he wins the big game, he's going to be the yeah, but guy. Yeah, he's great, but he can't win the Super Bowl. And once again, he's been a part of three of them now. His teams have had incredible chances in all three, and he is over. Yeah. It's a tough place to be for Shanahan. Oh, yes. This is the question that is most on people's minds right now in this midday show. Nothing related to the Super Bowl. Did you actually replace the bulb above your head, BK, or did you wait for maintenance to come over and do it for you? Maintenance. (laughs) They came in between shows. So I was in the dark this morning with Bucky. I was almost hoping they were going to start banging on the door either during that show or during this show. But at about 1030, get a knock on the door. Guy comes in and he's like, man, BK, thank you for keeping me employed. If you didn't need your light bulb replaced, I wouldn't have any work to do today. I'd be out of a job. I'd be on the streets, no home. My family would be starving. But because you are so selfless and asked me to come replace your light bulb, my family's able to eat. I said, you're welcome. So you put that maintenance request in Friday morning and it took him until Monday mid-morning to get to it. He may deserve to be displaced from his home and divorced from his wife and only allowed to see his kids once a weekend. If it's really taking him that long or or he didn't say any of those things. And when he got that work order, he's like, this motherfucker wants me to come over and change a light bulb in a bedroom. He's going to get to wait through the weekend before that light bulb gets changed. I don't think they work on weekends. So it was really just, uh, you know, one business day, which is pretty good. Amazon can't do that shit. Takes them two days. So one business day came through and it's a tough one too. Look, it's, it's, you know, it's in one of the 
It's in the fan. Oh, the the uh, the bowl, the light fixture. Yeah, bowl. I don't yeah. want to mess with that. I don't want to deal yeah. with it. Took took the guys you know, a couple of minutes. Came in. He actually looked at the bulb and he's like, "Oh God!" And I was like, "What? You can't do this?" And he's like, "No, I can't. I was just hoping it wasn't this one." I'm like, "Okay, what does that mean?" He's like, <laughs> "He's like, I'll be back." And I was like, "Okay." So sure enough, he leaves for like ten minutes, comes back, gets the right bulb, gets the right tool. I don't think he used the tool. I literally think he just used his hands to unscrew the fixture and then. Just like that, he was in and out. But he did thank me for my maintenance request. So Gerald asks a valid question. Did you properly thank him by uh, greasing his palm with the 20? 20 bucks for a light bulb? That's right. What are you talking about? You just said it. The man's got a family to feed, and they're about to get thrown out because they couldn't pay their rent. And the I fed his family by, by filing that maintenance request. That's how he gets to eat. He got paid because of me. Now I need to pay him more for doing his job. I feel, I feel if I do like, a drive-through order, I gotta tip them now too. I feel like the ten minutes that you took away from him, maybe just sitting around in the the maintenance shed, kept him from being able to watch that online course on how to be a better husband. So now he's he's still in a bad spot with his wife wanting to divorce him, and him only getting to see his kids once every six months. The guy was probably watching videos of Usher's halftime show to learn how to do some of those dance moves to impress his wife. That was impressive. Yeah, he did a pretty good job too. I yeah. didn't know. I, I, I wasn't a kid during Usher's era, but I feel like I was still dialed in enough with music that I would recognize most of the songs. I recognize maybe two of those songs. Really? Yeah, I got yeah. And there, I think there was one other one that I'm like, oh, yeah, I recognize this one. But otherwise, it just went completely over my head. Did you recognize all of the guests who showed up on stage with him? I saw Alicia Keys, Lil, Alicia. Lil Wayne, no, Lil John, Lil John. Lil John. Um, did Eminem pop in? No. Not a lot of white on that stage. Mm. That's why the dance well, moves were so good. Uh, Ludacris with the fro. Oh, yeah, Ludacris, who uh, Kevin told me because he worked with Luda a little bit at when he was at Arista for the real world. We worked with Usher a little bit, too. He says Luda is like 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. You realize yeah, he's, he's short? Tall? Yeah, he's short. Huh. Uh, huge fan. I mean, the afro adds like four or five inches. I think that's why he still rocks that, so he can claim five eight or five nine. Sure, but otherwise, yeah, he's Kyler Murray. Like that's why there. I wear the faux hawks is that I can claim six one or six two. I don't think the faux hawks like four inches tall, dude. I'm six foot, dude. It goes like an inch and a half to two inches at the very top. Six feet? You're already married. This isn't a hinge profile. You don't need to lie about your height, dude. Six. I am six feet. I used to be six one, but once you hit like 35 or 40, you start shrinking a quarter to a half inch every 10 years. How much time have you spent in the pool? I've spent a fair amount of time in the pool right now. Why do you have that- is that what does the shrinking? No, it's your spine compresses. Oh. Your joints start to lose their lubri- lubrication 
in their cartilage. They got stuff nope. for that. I got a guy for that. Oh, do you? Yeah, got a loop guy. Is his uh, last name Astroglide? I wish. That's a good idea. Damn. I'm just going to be the fleshlight guy who emailed us a few years ago. I think we should get in touch with him again, see if he still has those connections. Yeah, no kidding. I think it was his wife who worked there too, which that's an right. interesting job for a wife to have. Really an interesting job for anybody to have. But yeah, my wife works at Fleshlight. She's doing product demos. I don't know if that's what you want. Uh, well, we did a product demo whenever we got those. Went around the office and asked uh, asked everybody in the office that they would stick their finger in it. It was fresh out of the box. There's no reason to be afraid of it. People mm -hmm. were afraid, though. Yeah, people were afraid. Um, Will I Am was there. Her was there. And then Jermaine Dupree was there wearing this. Oh, I thought that was CeeLo. <laughs> I did, too. Like everybody I was with at first were like, is that CeeLo? But they were like, no, there's no way that's CeeLo. The CeeLo is fatter than that. Yeah. And that's, I hadn't seen Jermaine Dupree in like 15 years. I didn't know it was him until I checked Twitter like midway through the third quarter and everyone's like, yeah, that's who that was. Uh, but what, what is he wearing there? <laughs> I mean, he looks like, he looks like fucking Angus Young from ACDC with alopecia. <laughs> what he looks like. Got the Wednesday Adams look going on there. Something. Did you realize, by the way, that Will I Am? That name is really William. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, all right. Thanks for letting me know. There's a close up of Jermaine Dupree's socks and shoes. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree looks like a thumb now. Good job, Daryl. Oh my God! Yeah, Oompa Loompa going on over there. Like a lollipop guild member or something ridiculous. So uh, halftime show, solid. Not like the best I've ever seen, but the skates bit kind of cool. Skates. I don't even remember that. Roller skates? Yeah. Okay. Did you watch? So kind of. Kevin called like halfway through and then there was a whole ordeal at my house because the kids were talking and it's the one part of the broadcast Justine wanted to see. So we ruined it for her. Yeah. So I, I may have missed the roller skates because Kevin and I were just really old manning the halftime show. Like we are, we are really old because we don't get any enjoyment out of this. Yeah. And it's kind of new age guy. I mean, sometimes they go with the classic rock bit. This was not really that. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it was popular 15, 20 years ago. So I figured maybe that would work with y'all, but right. not to be. Yeah. Next year's in New Orleans. They got to get Lil Wayne for that, right? You imagine uh, on. like trombone shorty Lil Wayne that just needs to be a celebration of the uh, the musical culture that is New Orleans I'm with you 100% now Alicia Keys looks really good Alicia what are you calling her alopecia keys what are you saying is it not is it not Alicia Keys no you just said it differently than the way you said it a moment ago no, so it's stop, neither stop, of those stop lying to the people Alyssa Keys, Alicia, A L I C I A, Alicia Keys. Yes. <laughs> no. How many Alicias do you know? Two. Who? Well, Alicia Keys, and you then don't I know, you don't know her. <laughs> and then I have an aunt Alicia also. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> 
Give me a break. God, Alicia Keys. Her first note, there's no way you watch this, but she she uh, got off to a bad start. She's, oh, like one, really? she's one of the best singers in the world. And I thought this whole thing was lip sync. This is how I knew. It was like, oh, shit. At least she is actually singing in real time. Because she, she had a pretty bad voice crack, like the first word that she had. And then she turned it on and was great. But um, yeah, Alicia Keys. You have a weird pronunciation for her last name, or are we going with Keys here? I, Keys is spelled like it said, and as is Alicia. And my Aunt Alicia, excuse me, my Aunt Alicia, would also like to have some words with you after the show. Okay. Did you see one last thing on halftime? Did you see uh, you missed the whole thing? But Usher, so Alicia Keys is married, and Usher gave her a, a very sentimental, handsy hug during the halftime show. I did notice that she looked a little uncomfortable there. I mean, that is so close that uh, if if he's got any sort of What's a soft way to put this? Any sort of wiener protrusion going on down there that it's like pressed up against her. Yeah, she felt that. I mean, she was so close that even if he didn't, she was going to feel something. That is a that is a close grab to a woman who's married with children. Yeah, she she looks uncomfortable right there. Like she's yeah. laughing because she's at the Super Bowl halftime show. But she, there, there's some discomfort there. I mean, she's got her arms crossed. She's not, uh, she's not totally feeling that. Well, she is feeling it. Yeah, she's not feeling the vibe. And she's also like Usher was drenched in sweat the whole time too. It's disgusting. We've all had to guard that guy playing pickup basketball. <laughs> sweats like a, I don't know, the horses sweat. What's something that sweats a lot? Anyhow, Usher is that guy, and he. Hugged up against her when he was drenched, like he had just jumped in a swimming pool. Yeah, like the, the whole back of her dress was probably just a different shade of red after the end of that hug. Yeah, she had sequins, at least on the bottom half, and I think a little bit going up, too. Like, you couldn't tell what was sequin and what was just the glistening of Usher's sweat on her outfit. <laughs> yeah, she looked great, though. Good show. Good halftime show. Not one of the best I've ever seen, but... Uh, I thought they did uh, a great job last night. It's a bunch of songs that I downloaded from LimeWire back in the day, too. So it was good. Good flashback to that deal. LimeWire, that was a great one. After Nap Napster went down, that is how you got all your free music and burned CDs galore. Shit, man. Yeah, I like, I was just behind Napster. Like, I knew what it was, but I was, I guess, a little too young to ever have used it. Yeah. But, oh, I, I ruined, like, five of my parents' computers with LimeWire as a kid. I mean, we had a computer guy, like, on payroll, basically, at our house because of how many songs I downloaded illegally from LimeWire. It was bad. Yeah, I wrecked a neighbor's computer when we lived over in West Campus. These neighbor girls that we would hang out with, we would use their computer to download all the songs and then rip them onto CDs and then take them back to our place. Their computer did not last a couple of years. <laughs> Uh, those were the days, man. Free Spotify and Apple Music days. Good times. That's right, Michael. LimeWire is how my PC got herpes. <laughs> uh, it checks out. All right. Some sponsor shout outs here. Uh, we'll obviously talk plenty of Super Bowl throughout the week. We got to get into the Texas basketball game, though, of course. A strong performance by the Horns at Moody Center on Saturday. And then, of course, where are we at in society 
at the end of the show. But uh, Trey, how about a word for our great friends over at Big Hat Spirits? Let's do it. Big Hat Spirits, inspired by legends. That's right. Big Hat is inspired by the stories of the original Gypsy Songman. That would be Jerry Jeff Walker, the most famous for Mr. Bojangles and a pioneering outlaw of progressive country and outlaw country music that is alive and well today. And one of Jerry Jeff's songs, he tells the stories of a man with a big hat, a legendary cowboy figure, not by fame, but by the unforgettable impression he left on others. This larger-than-life genuine cowboy character tells the tale of cowboy life out living on the trail. The song portrays a picture of people at a bar gathering around this man with a big hat, listening and hanging on every word of his tales that are so worthy to be remembered and cherished. This led Big Hat to an important question. What tales and legends do each of us personally cherish and are worthy to be passed on from generation to generation? Big Hat Spirits was born to honor these legends and keep those stories alive and well. Big Hat is redefining the cocktail in a can, not just with a bunch of new delicious flavors. They have some classics like ranch water, jalapeno ranch water, the margarita, but also prickly pear paloma, blackberry smoke, and the Texas mule to go along with that margarita mocktail that you hear Bucky talking about in the morning. So not only are they delicious, but they're low in BS. That means no syrups, no gluten. They're non-GMO, BPA-free, 100% natural, real spirits. Now, I could take the rest of this time telling you about all the places across Central Texas that carry Big Hat cocktails in a can. Instead, I'm going to encourage you to go to their website, BigHatSpirits.com. You scroll just below the top of the website. There is a great map of Central Texas with all the spots marked. And uh, we also have the liquor stores to the left side of that map to help you find the location nearest you that sells Big Hat Spirits, those cocktails in a can. Yes, sir. Shout out Big Hat. Also, shout out to Audiovisual Consultations, our man Tom McKay. The very best in the business. If you're looking for an upgraded home TV setup, AV Consultations can make it happen for you. If you're tired of going to other people's houses for Super Bowl parties, if you're tired of spending money at bars and restaurants during the Super Bowl, Make sure by the time, you know, the next Super Bowl gets here that your home is the place to be for friends, for family, for yourself. You can do that with that custom TV setup from Audiovisual Consultations. They've been in business here in Central Texas since 1988. They've hooked Trey up. They've hooked Bucky up, Chip, uh, Wags. The list goes on and on. Kevin, myself, I mean, all of us, seriously, we are all proud customers of Audiovisual Consultations. Hell, I've moved like 14 times. Y'all know I have commitment issues AV Consultations has hooked me up everywhere that I've lived, including in Houston. Uh, they can do the same for you. Once again, the home TV setup of your dreams, it's easy to find. Just call AV Consultations at 512-255-8678. Once again, 512-255-8678. Or check them out online at avconsultations.com. Code to text line 512-222-9328. A 737 number says you guys are so on point today. Hilarious. Thank you very much. Thank you for the kind words, Texter. Uh, been a fun show so far for sure. Trey, fun one for Texas basketball over the weekend. 94-58, to 58, the final score. An absolute beatdown over the West Virginia Mountaineers at Moody Center. Texas had 55 points at halftime. Once again, West Virginia had 58 for the whole game. Texas had 55 at recess. They were awesome. All five starters scored in double digits. The ball movement throughout was beautiful. Texas actually set a school record in a Big 12 game for the most assists that they've ever had. 28 assists to just five turnovers for the Horns. 
it left me wondering where that has been all season long. But uh, big-time performance against an inferior opponent. Texas did exactly what you wanted them to do, and then some. Holy shit, Dylan DeSue, have yourself a game. I believe he was perfect in the first half. Could have gone well over 30 had they needed him to. But fortunately, most of the starters in this game didn't have to even get to 30 minutes. Now, there were a couple of exceptions. Max Asmus and Kendall Weaver both got right to 30 minutes. But they got to empty the bench out early in this one. And... Uh, really making up for an unacceptable loss early in conference play and coming back to beat this West Virginia team and beat them down early and often. Kudos, and now you get a week off before a tough game against the number three team in the country, the Houston Cougars in H-Town this coming Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and obviously that was a little bit of a reprieve for Texas, right? They had just finished the six straight games against ranked teams, and it's like, all right, well, finally you get an opponent that you feel like you can dominate a little bit, and Texas did just that. And, God, watching that game, you know, I was less like, where has that been this year? Because I get it, the Big 12, it's a tough league, and most teams in this conference are better than West Virginia. My thought watching that game was, where was this in Morgantown? Yeah. Like, how do we lose to that team like a month ago? And Texas had 22 turnovers in the game at West Virginia. They had five on Saturday. It was a different team that we watched. And I get it, you know, winning on the road, a lot tougher than winning at home. But considering how good Texas has been on the road this year, the fact that that's the one that got the best of them still blows my mind. It, it feels like this is a tournament team. Now, they still have work to do. Job's not finished. And they've got some tough games here down the stretch in these final seven regular season games that uh, they need to win at least a few of them to make sure that they're safe. But, God, if they do miss the tournament, that's one of those games where it's like, damn it, dude, that's, that's one that we couldn't slip up. But you're right, Dylan DeSue, 27 points on 16 shots. 7 of 10 from deep, shooting 56% from three this year. I know there were some Texas fans who were like not wanting him to shoot the long ball at the start of the year. He's your best three-point shooter by far. He's a weapon. Those are good shots when he's out there. And you're right, perfect in the first half too. 7 of 7 from the floor, 5 of 5 from downtown. He was great. Uh, Max Asmus. Moved into 12th all-time on the all-time NCAA scoring list, passing, uh, passing the big O, Oscar Robertson. I mean, in the last month, he's passed Larry Bird, Danny Manning, and Oscar Robertson on that scoring list. That's, I don't care how long you played, I don't care where you played to pass those guys, that's remarkable stuff right there. And good to see Tyrese Hunter play well. That's That, to me, is the biggest positive. Now, can we see it a few games in a row? I don't know, because... We haven't seen it from Tyrese Hunter as much as we would like this year, but uh, really strong performance, 19.7 assists for him. If Texas can get that version or something close to that version of Tyrese Hunter, then they can beat up on some other teams too, not just West Virginia. Yeah, hopefully it's the beginning of something better for Tyrese because he has really struggled. Uh, he's been one of the few Longhorns that has uh, struggled mightily over those previous six games. And for Dylan DeSue, look, I was one of those people early on who was questioning how much he was shooting from the outside. But I have come to accept that he has become a good outside shooter. Now, hopefully that doesn't take away too much of his inside game because I think he has a unique skill set and unorthodox style that gets him a lot of easy baskets around the bucket too. But to add that to his scoring ability just helps with everything else. Yeah. And it, it doesn't look pretty when it's going up. It looks like it's going to be a miss, but... He, is, uh, he understands what he needs to do to make shots consistently from deep, and his three-point percentage 
is a manifestation of that. So kudos to him for putting that work in as we hear every fucking broadcast now hmm. sitting in a chair when he couldn't do anything else and just working on that shooting form. It has clearly paid off. It has, absolutely. And that guy's an NBA player. I'm sure Zay will talk about that during Chip and Zay today, but I got to start looking at some updated NBA mock drafts to see where Dylan DeSue's name is showing up because he is a three-level scorer right now. Not an elite defender, but does enough on that end of the floor. Obviously has some size, can move well enough for a guy his size to make some things happen. And uh, yeah, that scoring ability, that shot that he's got, that's going to play at any level of basketball. Yeah, because he does shoot some of those from NBA range, too. And even though he's not an elite defender necessarily, he makes nice defensive plays. And what he is defensively is he's flexible. Because yep. even though he's a taller guy, he moves laterally pretty well. So that lends itself to a guy who can cover multiple positions. Now, the biggest concern for DeSue is going to be the injury risk. And I'm sure he'll get grilled about that. And he'll obviously have to go through physicals with teams that are considered considering drafting him. But if he can pass those tests uh, reasonably well, then there's no reason to think that he couldn't be a first round pick when it's all said and done i'm with you man i am with you kind of looks weird doesn't look like he's the most athletic guy out there and he's not but he makes it work and plenty of guys like that in nba history who have not been the best athletes but if they've got game they find a way and that's what dylan DeSue is doing right now yeah he's got good body control he's it's this wiry frame and he's he, he's not always squared up whenever he's do, going at the basket or taking shots but he understands it's like he's keeping those shoulders still, if nothing else. The head in one shoulder, if he's going up for one of those one-handed shots, it, it fucking works. And sometimes you stop trying to correct a guy and say, he is, mm, I, I don't know if we can say clearly. I guess he probably is clearly the best player on this team, even with Ace Smith, just taking everything into consideration. He is the best player on this team for a reason. So yeah. you just let him cook. And like uh, the game from earlier this week, that Texas lost, I felt like they weren't going to do enough down the stretch. Other guys were taking shots down the stretch, and it's like, this guy is on fire. He's putting forth this heroic effort to bring you back in this game. Unfortunately, they fell a little bit short, and it's hard not to wonder if they had just fed to Sue a little bit more had the ultimate outcome not changed against Iowa State. You're right. Yeah, he's almost single-handedly brought them back into that game, and it wasn't enough at the end. But, uh, yeah, if they went to him more in the first half where they scored just 19 points, uh, maybe they they wouldn't have had that ginormous halftime deficit that they had to overcome. But a good bounce back for Texas. Uh, like Trey said, they've got a few days off. The next game, though, a very tough one on the road at third-ranked Houston. Houston is 17-0 and at home this year. So that will not be an easy one for Texas at all. All right, before we get to where we at in society, a quick word from Covert BK. Shout out to Covert BK, the uh, best car dealership in town. If you're looking for a newer pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, go see our great friends at Covert BK. Of course, the Covert Auto Group has been in the Austin area since 1909. Nobody does it better than the Covert's unparalleled selection, the best pricing you can find, and the service. That's really what sets Covert BK and all of the Covert Auto Groups apart. They are going to take care of you. They will treat you like family every time you walk in there. Go to covertbcave.com for more info. Also, some love to Oldstad beer, the best beer that you can find all throughout the world. I had some Oldstad at my Super Bowl parties last night. Hopefully, you did too. And hey, it's not just the Super Bowl where you need a good beer to drink. You need a great beer to drink all year round. Make that Oldstad easy to find. H-E-B, Total Wine, Specs, Twin Liquors, wherever you get your beer, you can find six packs of the greatness that is Oldstad beer. No impurities, no regrets. 
Trey, you up for a live Pest Wranglers today? I am. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. They have been locally owned and operated by our buddy Steve, a.k.a. Cooter, since 2006. Back then, he established a motto, effective, reliable, affordable. In that time, they have adhered to that motto while also making sure to value you, the customer. Whether it is a pest problem or, or something completely different, it could be pest, mosquito, rodent control and exclusion, inspections for residential and commercial properties, pool service for those in Round Rock and Pflugerville. Regardless of the service, they make sure that you are satisfied at the end. That's why they have so many five-star ratings and reviews on Google, Yelp, and elsewhere. They don't do contracts. That's how confident they are in that customer service. If you're unhappy, you can cancel at any time. They believe you're going to be very happy with that service, though. For more info or to request a free quote, you can go to pestwranglers.com. That's pestwranglers.com. Or give them a call, 512-670-7808. 670-7808 for Pest Wranglers, effective, reliable, affordable, and the proud sponsor of. Where are we at in society today? Right, it is your regular look at stories that show we as a people are headed in the wrong direction. Very occasionally, I will bring you a story that provides a sense of optimism as it's all saying to ourselves, hey, maybe we as a people are starting to figure something out. Today is neither of those things, BK, because today we're going to do a quick recap of Super Bowl commercials from last night. Talking about commercials that stood out to us, those that were stupid, and maybe some that didn't make sense. I'm going to start with the didn't make sense category with the Rob Gronkowski commercial that had Apollo Creed in it, Apollo Creed who died in the last couple of weeks, a.k.a. Carl Weathers, a.k.a. Chubbs from uh, Happy Gilmore. Surprised to see him in the commercial. I guess it was good to see him in one final thing. I have no fucking clue what that commercial was about, though. I missed that commercial. Yeah. Chubbs? was supposed to be kicking for some reason, kicking to try and win people money. Yeah, it was was FanDuel, I think. I remember reading about this commercial – before the game, you could actually bet on whether or not Gronk was going to make the kick. And you can also bet like if it was going to be wide left, wide right, off the post, off the crossbar. That's how I found out about it. But I, I missed it. I think it was very early in the game. And I guess I was talking to somebody at that time where I didn't even see this. I had no clue that Chubbs was in it. Yeah, Chubbs was in it and the commercial was nonsensical. Like I feel like they were shoehorning Chubbs in there to get his likeness in there because that might create some buzz. But the commercial was so confusing. I just wanted to leave it in the past other than bring it up today about how stupid a commercial it was. And I guess good job, FanDuel, for burning $8 million in a commercial that left people confused. Yeah, that's... What do you do if you film a commercial with a dead guy? Like a guy who dies in between filming and when you plan on airing. Like, I mean, it's so expensive. I guess you have to run it at that point. It just depends on how he died. Did he die peacefully in his sleep like uh, Apollo Creed's family said he died? I don't know if he died peacefully in his sleep. That's what he said. Could have died from a nightmare. That's not dying peacefully in his sleep. He could have been mauled by wolves as he was sleeping in bed. That's not dying peacefully in his sleep. But his family said he died peacefully in his sleep. So that's what we have to uh, take them at face value for, I guess. But if you get caught dying, doing something embarrassing, you probably don't get to be in the commercial at that point, right? I guess. Like yeah, if, I you get caught, if you get or if you die and they come to your house and they're like looking through things and they find a bunch of children's shoes 
And uh, some of the children's shoes are uh, used to belong to kids who went missing years ago. You probably don't get to stay in the commercial for that one. Oh, they were just holding them for Jermaine Dupree's next halftime performance. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, is it considered disrespectful for a dead guy being in there? I feel like you're right. Like, it, it probably depends on the context of the death. I love your conspiracy theory that maybe he did not actually die peacefully in his sleep. I didn't think about that. But I guess context matters in this situation. And I'm sure people were like, I'm going to go back and watch this after the show. I, uh, I'll get a little smile on my face, I guess, seeing uh, Chubbs one final time with that fake hand. He had his real hands. Like if he'd gone with the wooden hand, then I would maybe understood that he was like trying to coach Gronkowski up. Yeah, good one. Acting like uh, his hand didn't get eaten by that gator. I saw it, dude. That, he doesn't have that hand anymore. Alicia Keys told me that he really has his hand in real life. All right. Alopecia Keys. Best commercial commercial by far was the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon commercial, correct? Yeah, pretty good. A little cringe, but I think that's what they wanted. Yeah. Uh, Star power, funny. Matt Damon, how do you like them donuts? I'm sorry that he said, like, right back to back was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Now, that's... That's up there. That was definitely in my top three for sure. Ooh, if you die like the NXS guy, if you die with a belt around your neck because you're trying to engage in autoerotic asphyxiation and you accidentally die as a result, you probably don't end up in the commercial. Oh, that's how the NXS guy died? I believe so. Wow, I've heard of people dying like that. I didn't realize like anyone super famous did. That's tough. Choking himself with a belt and accidentally took it too far. Hmm. There's a tip for kids in the car line. Don't take it too far when you're choking yourself with a belt. That's probably not what the advice should have been. True. Yeah. What was the, uh, there was a company that had an orange logo. Dude, Timu. What is Timu? They were everywhere. I don't know, but I never plan on using them because I hate their ads so much. I don't even remember what the ads were. I just remember seeing them like every other break. That's $7 million for a 30-second spot. They, how many did they have? Seven? Eight? Yeah. Even Justine was like, wow, these people spent a lot of money for this stupid crap. But she knew what it was by the end. I think it's like online, like used goods online or buying something online. Somebody said it might be like AliExpress. Just like a, a Chinese website that sells everything. No ah. disrespect. No, none at all, coach. So are they trying to go up against Amazon then? Is that what's happening here? I guess. Like, I think that their thing is just super cheap prices. I don't know how they have all the money to advertise as much as they did if they're charging as little as they seem to claim to charge. Rodney says they're Chinese commie Amazon. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I'm in. I respect the Chinese, unlike you. You respect the commies, huh? Yeah, you ain't got to like them, but you got to respect them. Uh, you know what? Uh, Apollo Creed would be rolling in his grave right now because it took him dying for us to end communism, and now you're you're calling for a return. Uh, just just for Timu, if they've got good deals. <laughs> That's it. Uh, what else was good? State Farm with the governor and DeVito. Did you see that one, Schwarzenegger and DeVito? I missed that one. Where Arnold couldn't say neighbor. He just kept saying, like a good neighbor. Mm-hmm. State Farm is there. It's kind of funny for like 30 seconds, and then it went on for another 30 seconds, and I wish it had stopped. Now, have you seen the movie that those two starred in together? 
No, and I know it was a reference to something that I hadn't seen, but that was probably the biggest appeal of the commercial. Twins. Oh, that's funny. They were twins separated at birth. Yeah, that's hilarious. Great concept with those two. I've never even heard of that, but that's phenomenal. Classic early 90s concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other good? Christopher Walken was in a kind of decent one where everyone was like pretending to be him and they were making fun of his accent and his voice. Yeah. Solid. Uh, Paramount Plus, they threw Hey Arnold. Tua mm-hmm. was in that commercial. Oh, yeah. uh, what's the former SNL girl? She's really funny. She was in the new Barbie movie, but she did one for Mayo. Sorry, did you say Mayo. she was really funny? She was really funny. She did She did a commercial for mayonnaise that I thought just fucking sucked with a cat. <laughs> I don't know. Mayo, mayo, mayo. Oh, boy. The cat was saying. That's rough. Yeah. All right, we'll bring in the fellas. We'll see what uh, Chip and Zay thought were the best and worst commercials. Hell, maybe this is a segment we're stealing of y'all's. What's going on, fellas? What's happening? What up? Hey. Any, any congrats um, to my Chiefs? <laughs> Didn't you have San Fran? Yeah, I picked them. It's called an emotional hedge, Zay. Ah. Yeah. That's our man, the emotional Win-win. hedger. Oh, yeah. Whatever yeah, I bet on. Whatever I bet on is bound to lose. That's really why I did it. So it worked yesterday. Yeah. Hey, man. Kansas City, good for 20 minutes. That's all they needed. It's longer than I'm good for usually, so. <laughs> hey, don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> Thank you. This is uh, this is what I say after giving my girl the best 11 seconds of her life. How about that D, baby? Yeah. <laughs> How about that D? How about that D, baby? That hey, D. man, you could do a lot in that time. Ask Tracy McGrady. You could get a lot done in 11 seconds. You know what I'm saying? It depends on the impact, you know? I got to ask my man, well, what'd y'all think of the halftime show? No. I thought thought Alicia Keys looked good, but otherwise it was pretty meh. I thought thought the Pitbull (laughs) concert I went to Friday night was better than that halftime show. Let me tell you. I heard you, because I know your wife is a big Pitbull fan. I heard y'all talking about it last week. You had low expectations for the show. Is it good? Very low. Is it good? Pitbull, man, he just... I told him. He just knows how to string that beat together. He's got all those collaborations. I thought, like, Usher has a collaboration with Pitbull. And Usher should have played that because people would have gotten up out of their seats. Instead, it was like this weird slowdown until he finally got to, yeah. Mm. I thought of course. It was, Did you skate at the Pitbull concert? No. Mm. What was that? <laughs> Wait, we're hating on that? No, I mean. That was one of the highlights. I give him credit because that's risky, especially when he tried to go between that guy's legs and he kind of got clipped and kind of skid it out but got back up like roller skates i okay <laughs> unnecessary risk but appreciated i guess yeah yeah trey by the way that snl gal you're talking about kate mckinnon 
Thank you. That's her. She's really funny normally. That was a terrible commercial, though. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, Jermaine Dupree's get up at halftime? <laughs> I thought that was CeeLo Green for a minute. I think everybody did. And then it, it was quickly like, no, there's no way that's CeeLo. How about I, I thought knew it was Jermaine Dupree? I thought Ludacris lost a bet with, with his outfit. Yeah, that was weird. The shoulder pads. The shoulder pads and the shorts with the big clunky shoes. Yeah. yeah. I thought he I thought he lost a bet, man. Like, well, someone's got to wear the shoulder pads, the shorts, and the big clunky shoes. We're drawn. We're flipping for it. Luda, you lost. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I mean, the whole halftime show was saved by Luda in that whole, yeah, but, man, mm. that was a long run for a short slide in that halftime show. Mm. Yeah, I liked it more than, I liked it more than you did, I guess, but it was, I think, more nostalgia for me, because, like, most of those songs came out when I was, like, in middle school and high school, and I was, like, I remember, I remember vibing to Usher back then, so... But, Yo, Usher ain't know. shit for hugging up on Alicia Keys, man. That's somebody's wife. So disrespectful. This is Usher's track record, too. He is known to serenade different women that are taken. And he broke up Kiki Palmer and her husband because he lost it. Oh, and she see? Went to a Usher this is my man, Perez Hilton, right here. Hey, nah, nah, per se. nah. Nah, nah. Per se. Saying. Is Canoodle another name for... Uh, jamming your uh, mushy penis up against the, a woman's backside. That was definitely happening. So disrespectful. Uh, yeah, that was that was uncool by him, especially because he was sweating like the guy in a pickup basketball game who's sweating like he just jumped in a swimming pool. Yeah, he looks like Patrick Ewan the way he's sweating. It's ridiculous. And Swiss Beats, he's a good sport because Swiss Beats can't hate on anything. You know, Swiss Beats has a good living for himself, but she's the breadwinner. Nobody mm -hmm. knows who Swiss Beats is. I had to explain that to my mama three or four times last night. Everybody knows who Alicia Keys is. Swiss so, Beats. See? Every Look at you. Everybody except Trey, who keeps calling her Alopecia Keys or something. <laughs> Alicia, just like the name is spelled. Oh, this poor guy. Yeah, he's, he's going to get... She's going to leave him for Usher. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> Swiss, Swiss Beats is the creator of um, DMX, Rough Riders Anthem. Stop, drop. He's the one that produced that song. That's how he became big. I'm oh, a huge, I'm a huge fan of his like dog. Who, huh? Was he the one barking like a dog in that song? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm sure they got other people to do that. But yeah. <laughs> I'm losing or, it over or here. at least DMX did that. I think it was him. Yeah. Shoot. All right, boys. We'll let y'all get to it. All right, y'all. Appreciate it. Great show. Appreciate y'all.